Roots and wings. Roots and wings. Roots and wings. Roots and wings. Hello, hello. This is Amy and Danielle jumping on really quickly to say a big thank you. Oh my goodness. Um, first episode has gone out and has had a brilliant reaction. Thank you so much for sharing it, for listening to it. I've had We've had so much good feedback, haven't it's we? It's amazing. One episode in and it's given us all the motivation we need to just keep going with this. Um, we've, we've made it into the charts. I know. I didn't even know there was a podcast chart. <laughs> now I know how it feels to be like a charts, chart topper. Chart topper. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's thanks to to people downloading it. It's not just our mum. Um, mums. Yeah. Um, By the teams. way, we are top 20. We're in the top 20 okay. of 100. I'm very proud we of us. We forgot to say that. I'm bit. very proud of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of us. How Have your teenagers listened to it? Um, they have and they're really proud yeah like, they're like yeah oh yeah that's true yeah but especially Mimi about all the hairstyles that we mentioned and everything so Great. yeah um what yeah. about you Yours yeah listen? they've listened to it we listened to it in the car on the way to football obviously um and uh yeah they were thrilled they said they like it they oh, really were interested brilliant. um it, we had a couple of conversations around stuff that was shared by Katie so yeah really really Great. positive so we've also had lots of feedback haven't we we of, have um, yeah well we've had lots of people say which i found really interesting that there's lots of podcasts out there about babies about toddlers yep. and there's not as many about teenagers yeah so we are it's why we're here isn't yeah, it exactly. that's what we spotted it's a bit of a taboo subject and yeah. so we just want to add to that conversation and, and grow it as as much as we possibly can so yeah, yeah no it's great yeah. we got more to come let's keep listening let's go again roots and wings hey danielle welcome back to my kitchen episode two episode two. Oh my god how are you? How are you? I'm all right, thanks. I'm all right. Um, I'm a bit miserable about the weather changing. I never like the seasons changing to miserable. I don't mind like crisp autumn days, but rain I'm yeah. not here for. And wind. With our hair. Yeah, it's not good, is it? It's it's not funny. It just makes it really not as luscious curls, you no. know? <laughs> no, I've, I'm like literally on the market for every kind of frizz-ease option yes. and product. Um, because ever since I stopped using my mousse that I've used for years and years and they changed the formula, I've really struggled to find anything else. Oh, I keep forgetting I'm going to send you that link for the mousse I use. Oh, please well. do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Please do. Um, but we actually got out of your kitchen, didn't we? We went out, didn't we? Oh my gosh, we, we actually went got out. out of the kitchen, out of work, out of being parents for a minute. And we, we went, went out, out, although out. I hated my outfit. I did really hit my outfit. As per usual, Danielle looked amazing. I didn't. I didn't. Well, I didn't feel like because I, I, I bought those jeans from TK Maxx. Yeah. Um. By the way, they were like with blue the lovely like jeans diamonte with on. Loads of diamonds on the so front. So not you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd not tried them on until we. I wore them. What out was wrong to with them? You. They look good. I don't know. I just maybe the top didn't go. I don't know. I've still got glitter in my eye from I borrowed Ruby's jacket. And I've still got flipping glitter in my eye. Honestly, it's everywhere. It's oh all in Ruby's gosh. car because she picked me up from the train station. A little bit tipsy. Oh um, but yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really nice. Went out with nice. our friend Ali, didn't we? Yeah. And um, yeah, it was really, really nice. And it's glitter season coming up, isn't it? Oh, <gasps> don't say that. <laughs> it's glitter, glitter. Don't say that. Are we allowed to say the C word yet? Yeah. Gosh, Myla says it every day to me. Mummy, mummy, when are we doing Christmas? We need oh. to get the tree up. We need to put the decorations up. I'm I like, mean, it's oh. never too soon in my book. Um, but I do I do understand people being a bit hesitant. But I, we've we've watched a Christmas movie. We, we no watched way. them back in September. 
gosh. I'm not bothered. I, I, I'm here for it. I think it's a short enough season as it is. So yeah, I think, like, yeah. go all out. I do have a little rule, um, which is that I wear sequins or glitter every day in December. Yes, you do. And I ran out of sequins and glitter last no year. No way. Yeah, you even had glitter socks last year, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, I do have quite an array of glittery socks. So if all else fails... I can just wear those. Yeah, wear your socks. Um, but I need to tell you, I bought a dress. Right. <gasps> so this is big news because I don't wear dresses really, do I? Like no, I'm generally no. trousers or a tiny, tiny skirt. And you, I, She has great legs, by the way. Oh, Amy has you, great that's legs. That's very kind for now. Um, anyway, I bought a dress. I bought a dress that fits me, that's fitted. It's like a fake leather from Anthropology. Um, and we've got an upcoming big anniversary of Simon and I, 20 years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. So I'm going to save it for then um what color it's like an olive green i never wear green either green oh I my know. gosh we went to ireland for saint patrick's day I didn't we green and he was like green i hate green what am i, I gonna know. wear and it was a big thing i can't wear green i was like you have to wear green it's saint patrick's day and you've got i've never a green worn dress. it since <laughs> by the way <laughs> i've never worn it since so i've got a green olive dress so that'll be interesting um, perhaps i'll put it on and share it and see what you think yeah get it on our Instagram. <laughs> So that's enough of me and you rambling. Shall yes, we get on let's with get into what we are talking about topic today. Topic of the day. Okay, Amy. So our topic that we've chose to talk about is the very big topic of anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It covers so much and why why are we doing anxiety so we've got our own personal reasons that have led us to want to talk about anxiety and we've had lots of thumbs up from people that we've discussed it with saying yeah, with please talk friends about and it mums, yeah yeah absolutely um but just a couple of stats you know i think it's always worth actually putting some context in there i had a look at young minds um which is a really good charity with loads of resources on there actually yeah. um and they said that one in six children aged 5 to 16 were identified as having a probable mental health problem in July 2021. One in six. One in six, which has risen drastically. Yeah, absolutely. See, how I read that, well, what I also seen on Young Minds, is that is five children in each classroom. So when you think of that ratio, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Five kids in each classroom and I'm sure it's just going up and up isn't yeah. it it's not going down it's not getting any better no nope. it's a big thing we need to talk about yeah absolutely yeah. I think one of the biggest things for me is like understanding what anxiety is because there's all these different mental health words isn't there the anxiety stress worry depression what you know yeah. and they all come come under this bracket of mental health um which thankfully is being spoken about so much more now yes. than it ever was when we were growing up um but yeah what I mean what what would you what would you think anxiety was? How would you describe it? Um, the way I kind of look at anxiety and how I would describe it is, is it, well, I would start off by saying it starts off as a bit of maybe of a worry, like yeah. stresses and nervous times. Yeah, and feel anxious, which yeah. is all part of normal situations and everyday life. Yeah. But it's when it stops you physically when it stops you, hold it holds you back from doing things. Yeah, not necessarily physically, just just hold you back. Yeah, it? yeah. So it might hold you back from feeling that you've got the confidence to go out and do something. And it could be, I mean, you've seen it play out, haven't you, with your own teens? They can they can seemingly get themselves worked up. Yeah, and think, overwhelmed as and well. Overwhelmed yeah. by something that we might go. Oh my god, you have no idea. Like, com- like they, this is nothing compared to what you've got to come or what yeah. I had to deal with or 
but for that young person for our kids it's making it's making them anxious and that might mean it manifests in different ways so we've um you know you hear about sort of clammy hands or wobbly legs or breathlessness or yeah. it might be chew the inside of my mouth I chew the inside of my mouth when I'm um anxious or worried um and I've noticed certainly one of my three does exactly the really? same really yeah, that's yeah, funny yeah. isn't yeah. it so spotting those little physical signs either as they're as the one looking after them or as them themselves isn't it yeah. I guess um so yeah I, and, and I think I don't know. Has anxiety played out in your house? What sort of things would trigger anxiety in your in your kids? Um, well, yeah, like I said, one of them was really, really stressed and anxious about, you know, going back to school on the Monday morning. I mean, hating school, all that kind of thing. So how I addressed it was because it it start off about Sunday midday, you know. You know, oh, I mean, Sundays have Sundays <laughs> have that feeling anyway, don't they? Yeah, like yeah. The but Sunday then it starts. Dread. It used to be like Sunday evening, getting yeah. you know, knowing oh, I've got school in the morning, or yeah. you know, it's like when you've got I don't know, got a, a job that you don't like doing. It's yep. like oh, I've got to go back to work Monday morning. Yep. They're they're all normal feelings, but then it started to be a problem. It start happening at say midday on a Sunday. Mm. Oh gosh, I've got to go back to school. So how I helped. Um, my child was, let's make it fun. Let's call it a reset day, Sunday's reset day. So, you know, we get everything organized, ready for school the Monday. But bearing in mind, I am the most unorganized person. My, I have no routine to my life with work and everything. <laughs> so I have to try and get a routine with my children to help them. Um, so we would do literally look at the planner, look at what classes they've got the next day mm. make sure all the books are in the bag even down to right your water's filled put that in your bag and it sounds really simple and really easy to do but that made a massive yeah. difference to then you're prepared to get up on a Monday morning your school bag's there already you know what lessons you're doing I spoke to school as well about help with navigating around the school for each lesson if Great. she you know could have a bit of help with that yeah um and that kind of worked and yeah still have wobbles now and then about oh I've got school the next day but it's a normal thing of yeah yeah I've got school but you know you're breaking up in a couple of weeks or you know we made it more of a fun thing it's Sunday reset day you know for school and it kind of nipped it in the bud right it definitely helped so the other week Mimi had a really big dance performance she went for the audition, she got the job and she rehearsed and everything. So anyway, it was coming up to the main performance. She was dancing in front of 700 people at a uh, wow. big awards um, night. And she says, oh, I've got anxiety. I've got anxiety about, you know, this show and performing in front of that many people. And that's when I say sometimes we do use anxiety in the wrong way that and I said Mimi no it's not anxiety you've got you're just nervous you're just worried um you're just feeling lots of different things which is normal to feel Mm -hmm. like that you're going to go on stage you only get one shot at doing a live performance in front of 700 people yeah if you didn't feel anything it wouldn't be normal no you know like even Adele gets nervous yeah exactly (laughs) so and she's seen Melanie you know how she prepares and gets nervous when yeah she's done like the spice oh yeah probably should have said and And even spice girls get nervous (laughs) yes of course Adele Adele, spice girls (laughs) talk about spice girls sorry um so yeah and I says that's not anxiety like I said you're just Mm. feeling 
nervous, worried, and rightly so, you're going to be fine, you're going to go on stage, you're going to smash it, and she did, she had the best time, and then she had all, obviously, the adrenaline feelings afterwards, and wants to go do it again and again, so that's another way of people using it a bit loose and identifying, that's not anxiety, that's just an emotion, and that's a normal feeling but I don't suppose it matters what you call it does it what what I take from what you just said then is she came and spoke to you and said I'm feeling blank you know whether it's worried anxious like it doesn't really matter to them what the definition of it is the fact that she was able to just have a conversation with you and articulate it you should take like real comfort in that I guess because you were then able to comfort her which you know is half the battle sometimes so I think sometimes it's like getting the balance right between how much to ask, how much to push and prod, but then also how much to not project your worries and concerns onto them. Yes, and knowing, knowing, like you say, when to ask yeah. as well. You know, yes. when when's to check right in time. with them. When's yeah. the right time? Yeah. Is it is it the drive in the car or is it before bed or you know? Yeah. It's, oh gosh, he it's just, just like such hard work being a parent. Oh my gosh, it is. It's not fair. It's a complete minefield, isn't it? I think that it's. We just, that's why we're here, isn't it? That's why we're having this podcast because... To hear from other people as well. What how? Yeah, it. Where do you go? How do you talk about it? Yeah. What's, what's worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? How about you, Amy? What have you, what have you experienced? What did you do that worked? What didn't work? Well, I mean, really, like I've said before, Zeb is, Zeb is the, the anxious one. So um, the girls seem to handle stress really well stressful yeah. situations they've both just gone through exams um gccs and a levels um i'm sure they felt very stressed and anxious at times but they uh for minnie she'd go out and kick a football about and get some fresh air and yeah. that would be her coping mechanism for ruby honestly i mean i'm going back to tk max hashtag sponsorship she would like a little <laughs> trip to geisley retail park you know yeah, like yeah. genuinely she'd just i would just say she would just go and have a little mooch around home sense <laughs> it sounds ridiculous but um she just likes she, she just it's a break it's just a break in stuff but yeah. she seemed to be able to cope they both seem to be able to cope quite well um and i haven't noticed any major major problems if i'm honest zeb has struggled more just he lacks confidence um and so I have noticed a little bit more with him that he needs a lot more hand-holding. Um, and like I say, I suppose I just ask him all the time. I second-guess things that I think might make him anxious. I'm sure loads of parents do this. So yeah. I kind of anticipate what I think the problem is going to be that day, that night, that weekend. And then I try and sort of manufacture something to ensure that that, that, doesn't that situation doesn't occur. I think loads of people do that, don't they? No, I um, don't. Don't you? No, not at all. Yes. Yeah, we just want our children to be happy, don't we? That's yeah. For me, if my kids are not happy, then I am really, really not happy and I can't yeah. focus on anything. Yeah. It just, it literally, I can't just switch off. I know some parents can and they no. can just go, they'll figure it out. And But I I can't, I don't sleep. I, I'm, I literally cannot function if they're, yeah. even if they look miserable, I'm miserable. Yeah. So it's just, just that saying, isn't there? You're only as happy as your most unhappy child yeah. Oh, no, I heard that. My mum sent it one. to me totally wrong the other day. She said, because she, she was worried about me, and she said, don't remember, Amy. Don't forget, Amy. You're only ever as happy as your happiest child. And I was like, <laughs> oh, bless. I know what she meant. So um, 
it's probably clear for everyone to hear that we're not experts and, and none of this is about us being experts is it it's just about us sharing our opinions and starting a conversation really yeah and just talking yeah yeah just yeah. having a chat which is interesting because <laughs> our expert this week talks a lot about talking doesn't she yeah she does so thankfully we do have an expert you'll be all pleased to know <laughs> um and uh Liv came via you didn't she Danielle yeah so I seen Liv at an event recently that I went to got chatting to her about our podcast um and I thought she'd just be perfect to get on she's very she's just she looks amazing she's young she has really cool way of addressing anxiety problems and yeah. well she's a she's a therapist she's an expert yes. so yeah. but her tiktok videos her instagram everything's just so young and fresh obviously she's not a parent herself but her advice and the way she talks and just everything about I just thought I would love to get her on here yeah um so yeah we did we got her on didn't we we did I feel like we could have done with listening to Liv's interview before we did the interview (laughs) I don't know what you mean (sighs) why are you saying Amy you'll just have to wait and see So hi, Liv. Thank you so much for joining us on the Roots and Wings podcast. Um, after a good 10 minutes of technical issues and me and you, <laughs> and me and you just having a bit of a catch up, um, I'd love for you to um, tell our listeners um, a little bit about yourself. We were going to do you a little introduction, but I think you'll do a far better job yourself. So would you mind just giving us a little bit of background on, on Liv Speakman, please? Of course I can. Yeah. So as you know, my name is Liv um, and I studied Uh, experimental psychology with neuroscience at the University of Oxford. Uh, I am also the daughter of Nick and Eva Speakman, who you may know from uh, many things ITV. They are the resident therapists uh, and help people with a whole host of anxiety disorders. Um, And obviously I've carried on in their footsteps. So went to Oxford and did my degree and then I've come out of that and I now am a therapist myself, uh, work with Nick and Eva and I now tour with them too um, on their workshops that they do all over the country helping people um sort of pitching in with my neuroscience um too so yeah that is that is me that's what I do super interesting and super qualified it's um it's very impressive it's a bit more impressive than my cv Danielle I don't know about yours yeah definitely much better than my cv (laughs) and Livia absolutely gorgeous as well inside and out oh that's lovely yeah, so my first question to you, Liv, is what is the biggest source of anxiety for young people and teens today? Yeah, and a really good question. I think that there is uh, a lot of sources of anxiety and worry on teens especially because I think that it's the first time really in your life where a lot of things um worrying come about right so you know as uh, when you're younger than the teenage years you kind of don't have a lot to worry about you know we always say about how we speak fondly of our childhood when we didn't have to worry about you know day-to-day things like exams and anxiety of you know how well we're going to do in our career and all these new pressures that come in and I think nowadays it's starting a lot earlier with things like social media as well um I mean there's a whole host of, of causes um of anxiety and worry that come in at the in, in this in this 
sort of time. Um, so obviously I mentioned social media there and that coming in a lot earlier. I think there's a lot of things with social media about comparison um, and making us feel that, you know, we're not as good or, you know, I mean, you already kind of compare yourselves at school. I think that's very normal. I think that's the first sort of time we do compare ourselves, especially as you hit puberty and we start to compare our appearance and we become aware of that. Um, and also academia wise, because up until that point, there's no real competition. But then we start thinking about things like GCSEs and A-levels um, and there's this big pressure on how well you do. And we do compare ourselves to people around us. But I think social media just magnifies that. Um, yeah. And I think it's really important that, you know, teens and, and children, depending on how old people are when they join social media, um, realise that that isn't an accurate picture of reality because we're comparing ourselves not just now to you know the immediate people around us but also to people that we might not even know um to you know airbrushed images to people's lives that they're choosing to portray and not the accuracy of it you know it's so important that we sort of ask children and teenagers to to think about what is so amazing about them and, and to, to make lists of these things and to appreciate how incredible they are because we've all got things about us that make us unique and make us incredible and it's so easy when you compare yourself to social media to people around you at school to lose sight of those amazing things about us. I think that idea of um comparison is really interesting I think it's probably a massive route to a lot of I mean even as grown-ups we 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 struggle with um, comparing ourselves against people. And you hear these things like imposter syndrome from 40-something-year-old women like me who are, are thinking, oh, you know, I can't possibly be a podcaster now because who do I think I am? Because someone out there on social media has got a much bigger and better podcast or they're more qualified to have a podcast. So I think it's a really interesting point. Um, I think for me, I was wondering about, you know, with the that sort of when young people start to feel anxious and how it how that manifests obviously we all think about like panic attacks and stuff like that but how how is anxiety like getting anxious how does that differ to depression what like what do we mean when we say like someone feels anxious is it like clammy nerves what 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 is it what are like the physical symptoms i guess yeah, no, I'm glad you asked that because I think that sometimes, you know, we over label things as well um, in that we can feel normal emotions that, you know, are normal to go through during these really informative years. And we can label them as anxiety and worries and problems. And obviously, it's important to identify, like you say, when someone is struggling with anxiety or depression so that they can get help for those things. But equally, we don't want to over label and label normal emotions as those things and then people carry those labels around and feel like there's something wrong with them when actually there isn't. Um, And one thing that I would just like to distinguish between is um, something that we call anxiety in context and something that we call anxiety out of context. Um, And anxiety in context is normal anxiety that we feel and you might think well anxiety is not normal because it's this label of you know something really scary and something that we want to avoid Um, but the truth is we have an anxiety response for a reason. Um, and that is there for when we're in a situation of danger um, and it's to keep us safe and protect us. So you might feel those things like, um, you know, rapid heart rate because your heart's beating really fast because 
It's trying to pump blood around your body to prepare your body to give energy to your muscles to run away from a danger or fight a danger. So you've probably heard of the term fight yeah. or flight response. Um, and, you know, that is an important mechanism that we have for our own safety. Um, and so the anxiety response has a purpose. It's there for a reason. And it's not something that we should see as a, a really bad, dangerous thing in, in itself, because in itself, that by thinking it's something awful can make us feel worse when we're experiencing it instead of accepting, OK, this might be a normal situation that I'm worried about I'm nervous about um we can make it feel worse because we see it as something so scary um so so yeah so anxiety in context to give you an example in terms of teenagers it might be an exam I know I'm anxious with my exams because you've got this pressure of I need to get here this is the the grades the results I need to get um and it's a normal level of anxiety because you're thinking this is really important and I want to do really well um and you know a normal anxiety in context like that should then pass when that situation whereas anxiety out of context is when we are anxious about things that we shouldn't be anxious about so we've attached that anxiety response to something that it shouldn't be attached to. Um, And, you know, a a really good analogy that I like to give for that is um, if you imagine a smoke alarm. So, you know, you've got a smoke alarm in your house that will let you know if there is a fire to protect you and keep you safe. But equally, if you burn some toast, that smoke alarm's gonna go off. And it's actually not a fire and there's not anything really dangerous and scary going on, but it's it's off for burnt toast. And I think that's the key thing is identifying is it just burnt toast? And then (laughs) working through that and and sort of symptoms, you asked about symptoms. So things like, you know, rapid heartbeat, sweating, um, hyperventilating because our body's trying to get oxygen in to take in energy um, to to run away or fight a danger. Um, Often it can be things like blurred vision because our pupils dilate to take more information in about a dangerous situation to keep us safe. Um, And that can affect your vision as well. Um, can lead to things like dizziness. Um, There's a whole host of anxiety symptoms. Wow. Um, that's really put it in contents for me actually because it's you know obviously after COVID and everything like that children what you know they are genuinely naturally going to be nervous to go back to school to go back in the dinner hall with how many children when they've been at home in their bedroom on their own on their laptop doing homeschooling you know so that is a normal procedure for them to feel like that you know I feel like the labels of oh it's because they've got anxiety they've got anxiety but that's actually just a normal reaction isn't it yeah absolutely and, and I think that's what we've got to be careful because we don't want to over label because the amount of people that I see in therapy who are walking around with labels that you know someone said to them and it can even be from parents without realizing with the best of intentions um you know parents when they especially when you've got multiple children might say things like oh she's the quiet one and she's the confident one and how these labels that we carry around with us into adulthood um so you know it's being careful not to over label fruits and wings So if you're a teenager or you're a parent of a teenager and you're recognising that there's this anxiety starting to kind of build um, and with or without a label, you just start to recognise the signs either in yourself as a teenager or as a parent of a teen or a, a somebody who's looking after a teen um, what what would be your advice and what are some of the simple kind of um, I don't want to say remedies but sort of coping mechanisms that that you think that um, they as teenagers or people raising teens could could implement yeah I think I mean talking is a massive one I think it really really is because you know I mean our um, 
our memories and our brains can only really hold on to around seven things at a time, right? That's the, the, the most it's, it's wired to hold to hold on to at a time. And so when we've got things like anxieties and worries and all these, it's kind of like, you know, like in the old days when you had these computers and you'd open loads and loads of tabs and your computer would just freeze and crash because it couldn't cope because there was so many windows open. That's um, my brain live right that's- there. <laughs> I, think that's what's I think that's what's happened to me this morning to get on here. <laughs> But it's like that, isn't it? You know, when you've got all these windows and tabs open, your computer yeah. just freezes, it can't run. Um, and it's the same sort of thing. We've got a lot of anxieties and worries. They're like those open windows. They're there in the background. So suddenly our capacity to hold on to things and to process things becomes massively reduced. So whereas it we might have been able to process seven things uh, in total, it might now drop to three because suddenly we've got all these things that are in the background. And even though we might not be consciously thinking about them, they're there and they're, you know, they're open. Um, and so suddenly, we can get ourselves into massive overwhelm Uh, and I really like the word overwhelm because I think it really you know when we say anxiety and I'm so stressed and it just feels like a really agitated word to use whereas overwhelm which is what it is it's massive overwhelm when you feel there's so many things going on is a lot less powerful as a word um but really says what it is and I think that I struggled a lot with overwhelm throughout my teenage years and throughout my academic years um because I did have stresses I did have worries I did have anxieties about things and on top of all that I had all these massive pressures that teenagers now have, you know, with deadlines, exams, revision. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, things like friendships and, you know, exploring friendships and relationships for the first time and maybe problems at home. And, you know, there's so many things, thinking about the future, careers, what they want to do. There's so many of these things and suddenly we get this massive sense of overwhelm. Um, And one little technique I'd love to share with you, which is something that my mum always did with me and I use it even to this day uh, because I think it's just so invaluable. Um, it's literally and dead easy to do as well um, with you know your teenager is, is literally um, to get some post-it notes and the reason why this is so helpful is because when everything's in our head it feels so overwhelming like I said it's like having all those tabs open we freeze up we can't function we can't take anything else in and it's a really um, overwhelming feeling of anxiety that you often get as a result so one thing that's great is to get post-it notes sit down with a teenager and say right let's talk about let's say everything right now that's on your mind that's worrying you and you literally write down one thing per post-it note so my mum would sit with me and I might say you know oh well I've got this deadline coming up so we'd write down okay deadline stick that on the the table get the next one next one might be you know I've had an argument with so and so and I don't know how that's going to go right we write that down put that out and so we do that as we go through for everything until everything that's possibly on my mind or everything that I can possibly think of is out on a post-it note there in front of me and yeah. for a start it's amazing how great that feels it's such a, a yeah. weight straight away because it's like everything was up here and everything was clouding in my head and, and you know I couldn't take anything else in and suddenly it's all out here in front of me and I can see it and when it's actually out in front of you you probably as well will see that it's not as much as it feels in your head um, and I'm recommending this for you both as well, not just even. Yeah. With you. you know, I do this yeah. all the time, and it's brilliant. I'm writing post-it notes as you talk. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, honestly. So you see everything out because when it's in your head, like I said, because we've got a limited capacity to process everything, it feels so much more because it's just our capacity is absolutely packed. So yeah. by seeing it out in front of you, suddenly you know you've got a handle on it. It's there, and you're like, right, is there anything else? Nope, that's it, right. It's not as much as I thought it was. I can see that. And then what you do is you go through one by one and come up with solutions to each of them. So starting with the easy things. So it might be something like, um, 
you know, I've got, got this to do about. When can you do that? Can you diary it? Can you plan yeah. it? Can you delegate it to someone else? What what's the what's the situation here? So, you know, if I've got a um if I've got an essay deadline, right, well, when can I plan the essay? When can I write it? When is it due in? Working it out, and then you literally put it in your diary, and then you don't have to worry about it because you've set a plan for that, so that's done. So you can take that post-it note, put it in the bin. And then what's the next one? And we work through one by one um and come up with solutions to everything. So suddenly you no longer feel overwhelmed. You no longer feel as anxious because you've got solutions and answers to everything yeah. that's on your mind. And everything's either planned, diaried, someone's going to help you with it. You know, as a parent, you might be able to help your team with something. You might be able to say, well, look, I can do that for you. If you can concentrate on this, I can deal with that. Um, and it's just so incredibly helpful. Um, yeah. Really, really great as a technique. If it's, if it's not stuff, though, you know, if it's not actual lists because I completely like I like to write a list I don't very often get through it but I quite like but say it's like I have an anxiety around um getting on the school bus because I'm in year seven and all the big kids at the back tell me I'm not allowed to sit there and I'm not allowed to sit there and these are things that have actually happened to my kids or I'm anxious about attending a party because um I don't have the the same outfit that everybody's wearing because everybody wears exactly the same thing I don't have the kind of bandage skirt or the right trainers yeah. so those anxieties where you there isn't necessarily a a tick box solution but it's just a feeling that you have that works up into something huge what um would the writing down on post-its work then or is there a, is there anything else that that you would advise really good thing for that in terms of going into a situation where you feel very unsure um, is actually to use sighing, which is a very simple thing that we do all the time. We sigh often when we feel relieved, when something's over, you know, you tend to give a big <sighs> when it's all done. And, and the reason why we do that is because sighing signals to our brain that something is over. It signals that, you know, it's oh. not calm, the worry's passed, it's done. Um, and there's a lot of research studies on this. And basically, they summarise that sighing seems to be um, a physical and psychological reset of our body systems. So, you know, when we're in anxiety and we're breathing really fast, we don't sigh. It's the opposite of what we do. Um, yeah. And it's amazing how sighing can really, really, you know, make a difference to us. Um, so, you know, in, in those situations where you might feel really anxious, I mean, we literally use this. I know my parents even use it before they go on live TV, um, where they'll take a minute take a sigh, really sink into your seat, really feel calm. You might do it a few times and it's amazing how different you feel. Um, I love that. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> it's incredible. And a really another, uh, really, um, another thing that you can do, a really good thing you can do is if there's a situation coming up that you're really nervous about, let's take like maybe with all the teens, it might be a driving test. Maybe it's, you know, giving a talk at school, like a presentation. Um, often we build up. And these are things that I think most people would feel quite nervous about. Most people feel quite anxious about. Um, and a great thing that you can do is actually um, visualize yourself in advance, doing it, doing it completely confidently and calmly, and then do your size. And the brain's really um, bad, actually, at knowing the difference between something we've already done and something that we've strongly visualised. Um, and there's an incredible research study that I love where they um, get people to practice um, shooting hoops, you know, basketball hoops. And they've got three groups, one that actually practice every day, one that imagine themselves doing it every day, but they never actually touch a basketball, and the third that just do nothing. And they test them before and after. And the group that visualise themselves doing it are as good as the ones that have actually practised. And it's amazing how wow. mental practice can convince us that we've done real practice. And so, you know, if there are situations that they feel anxious in, really imagining themselves doing those things, 
really calmly and like I say sighing sighing is just incredible it really really calms us down um yeah and then obviously dealing with any specific events so you know you're talking about the school bus reminding them that those older children aren't their friends they're not the people that they actually want to be friends with um and so sort of you know speaking out about specific events as well um if there are specifics um you know i think one thing that children really overlook is that they all want to be the same and it's amazing how you know as adults we know we don't want to be the same we don't want to fall into the crowd we want to be different but when you're at school you just want to be like everybody else oh yeah that's huge It's the whole thing of you just want to fit in, don't you? They're just desperately, a lot of them just want to fit in. I, I, I absolutely love the saying that that tip is amazing. And it's, I guess it's like the old tale of take a deep breath and be brave. It's, it comes like, it's a similar thing, isn't it? Just, I just always say to my kids, believe in yourself. Just try and believe in yourself. You can do it. You can do it. And it's, but, you know, what do I know? I'm the mum and I'm, you know, I've never been there. That's how us, the teenagers look at you like, you don't know what you're talking about. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's great to hear that tip, Liv. Honestly, I'm going to use that. Roots and wings. If you are seeing all these signs, certain signs that you know something's not right and the, the, it must be anxiety and all this kind of thing. What do you do? For, like, where as a parent would you go for help? Because, you know, there's lots of things telling you go to the doctors or speak to your friends, speak to other parents. What guidance would you do? Would you would your first point of call be school? Obviously to talk to your child, but what happens if you talk, your child just does not talk to you, is not that type of nature that they'd rather talk to friends they never tell you anything at home so as a parent I feel sometimes lost where do I go for help you know the the waiting list is ridiculous for the doctors for the NHS but you know you're not going to be at home suffering with your child what where will I go and I think like you said first part of calls always speak to your child straight away um and you know because obviously if you can resolve it between you incredible that's that's sort of what you what you want to aim for um you know so speaking to them asking them about things that are on their mind um and and how you can help and support and letting them know that you know I think just one message I really want to communicate that I think really helped me is that there is no problem that can't be fixed. And I think that's such an important message. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I will answer your question in a second, Danielle, sort of beyond that, but just wanted to really reiterate that is, you know, there's no problem that can't be fixed because that was one thing that I cannot tell you how much that helped me as a teenager, that I was so, I set myself these ridiculously high uh, expectations of where I wanted to be and what I wanted to get. And I think that, you know, one thing my dad always said to me was there is no problem that can't be fixed. And it's, I cannot tell you how much that helped me, you know, when I was at university, when I was, you know, studying, even now, really, I mean, I still always have that message in the back of my head that, and it's so true, right? There is nothing that cannot be fixed. There's no reason you can't do, there's no, there's no anything, no matter what, what it is on your mind, you know, you can always always fix a problem and, we, and in the moment things feel so bad but you know in in the future we look back and think why did we worry about that yeah. it worked out in the end you know we're incredible as humans at adjusting and things work out and we you know there's so many things and setbacks that we have that we look back and go thank god that happened you know i know i know i mean i used to worry about one curl whether it was right or not. And I spent about an hour in the bathroom and that to me was everything. That one curl out of place was everything to me at 13. But you you look back and you think, but at the time it was so important. And, you know, even with me, I remember when I was doing my degree, I, I, 
one year I shattered my leg during my degree and I actually had to take a year out because I needed a lot of uh, extensive work on my leg and I remember at the time thinking this is it what if I don't go back I'm not going to get my degree and, and all these things in my head and it just seemed like my world was ending and now I'm like that year was incredible I learned so much I grew so much as a person I went back to university having developed more as an adult having done some stuff in the world of work it was amazing and you know we lose sight of how things yeah. do work out so I, I just that's just the first thing I really want to stress is you know to stress to your children that there is no problem that can't be fixed you know if it's friends at school you can make new friends you're not going to be there forever you know I mean I experienced bullying uh, whilst I was at school and it was horrific but you come out of that and you know part of who I am today and why I'm such a great therapist is because I understand I've been through it and I've experienced it and I know what it's like and you know yeah. you leave that school and you leave that bully and, and often when you look back those bullies aren't doing anything now they're not doing anywhere near the things that you're doing and but we don't realize that in the moment and I think that you yeah. know so really emphasizing yeah. that there is no problem that can't be fixed and there is no situation that is ever permanent so you're never going to be in this forever you know you will get through this and I think they're really important messages that I just want to share um but also obviously you know going to what you're saying go back to what you're saying about you know if you're worried about your children obviously speaking to them first um and just making sure they know that you know there, there is no judgment they can talk to you openly you're just there to help them all these things they're feeling are very normal and you know by talking to you about it you can help guide them um but also you know speaking to school like you said if you've got worries um maybe talking to one of their friends that you really trust as well to say you know is everything okay do you you know are you worried about her too or you about him too um and then also there are charities like young minds charity that um are great and you can get information from them um, and look to them for support um but I, I do think it's really important to remind your children that you were also a child and you were also a teenager um you know and, and they might not sort of see you as that because they just see you as their grown-up but that you have been through these things um and you know they can talk to you about yeah. anything um and really having that support there and knowing they can speak to you is just so important and telling them like I say that there's no problem that can't be fixed and you just want to fix whatever it is they're struggling with it doesn't matter you're just there for them and I think that's such an important message yeah yeah I really like yeah. that oh wow oh my gosh so much <laughs> covered a lot it's great it's it's it, we've covered a lot and it's for me even as a parent it's been yeah really helpful Thank you. you know I've taken a lot of good tips that I can take back to my home with my kids and for me for me my I'm gonna start I'm gonna well. start sighing <laughs> I, I love that Roots and wings. From me and Amy, we can't thank you enough for uh, coming on okay. and chatting and giving us all this amazing advice. But before you do go, we would we've got a couple of questions um, that are not actually to do with anxiety, but we ask all our um, guests the same questions. So, can you tell us the soundtrack to your teens? And it has to be like a really like a song that really takes you straight back to your okay. teen years. Maybe not a, a common one, actually. Um, but for me, so I was really into Nickelback as a teenager. Yeah. Uh, my first ever concert I ever went to with my dad at the age of 12 was to a Nickelback concert. Um, so for me, it would be the song Rockstar by Nickelback. Um, oh, do you know it? No, I don't know it. Do you know it, Danielle? I don't. I'm trying to get on Google as we talk. As you're talking. It's been on like a, a sofa advert. It's been on all sorts. I reckon you would know it if you uh, if you have a little listen. 
but yeah, they were my absolute. I was literally, I would listen to them on the school bus on the way to school. Um, and I was actually literally just oh this God. summer, uh, just by absolute coincidence, I was over in the States with my parents and they happened to be playing Vegas whilst I was in Vegas. Um, so oh in Vegas, my God. Just the coolest thing ever. And like such a, I felt like a teenager again, like taking me back to oh. my teenager. We'll have to look it up, Danielle, and then pretend we're really cool when we just drop it into, uh, you know, Spotify later when the kids are heading. Um, and I've got one more question for you. Um, again, another one that we're trying to ask all of our guests. If you could go back to talk to your teenage self, what is the one piece of advice, Liv, you would give teenage Liv? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say um, not not to take everything so seriously. I think that I really put massive pressure on myself and felt that everything was going to be, you know, that I had to had to do this and I had to get that and it that led to me feeling quite overwhelmed and worried when I didn't need to be. It's all about the experience and there's so much more to that experience than academics or you know how well you perform in school um so just to enjoy it a bit more well thank you so much Liv that's been absolutely brilliant I think we've all taken um so much from it and I really think there's some lovely little nuggets of information so can't thank you enough oh thank you for having me so now you know why I was sighing all makes sense now. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? And and do, that really makes sense, doesn't it? I am I am going to remember that and try that sigh. I really like that idea of reset. That it yeah. tricks your brain into yeah. thinking we're resetting now. We're starting again. And I've I've never even thought about it. Yeah, you you really liked that one, didn't I you? Did, it, it's just clever, isn't it? It's clever that you can the idea that you can trick your brain <sighs> and visualize. The visualisation yeah. um, was good. Yeah, really good. Yeah, that idea of putting yourself into a situation before you get into it, if you're anxious about it. Yes. I said it a lot then. Yeah. <laughs> Very um, good. Yeah, really, I thought, uh, gosh, she was a really good guest, actually, wasn't she? She just gave so many interesting tips that yeah. I've never heard of. No, no. Like, completely fresh, not heard of, and I am actually going to use, Yeah, I'm actually going to use the post-it one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Writing bits and pieces yeah. there. I mean, we are literally doing a podcast with post-it notes in front of yes, us. Yes, exactly. So, so, you know, um, it's not because we're anxious about it, honest. <laughs> it, but you but know, we don't want to forget anything as well. Yeah, and it puts order. It, it yeah. puts things into order. And I don't know, maybe sometimes writing it down, like she said, it kind of, it helps, I imagine, because it sort of diffuses something. Something that seems big in your mind when you write it down might, yeah. might just look And smaller. being able to... Give yourself like, oh, I don't need to worry about that because that's happening in two weeks. Yeah, I could just take one of those post-its and say, okay, well, let's just chat about that this weekend. Let's focus on that one thing. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, we'll, we'll look at all that later. Yeah. You know, like one thing at a time. And so, yeah, like, like I mean, really, I, I, don't, I know it sounds ridiculous to say, but Liv is young and she's not a parent, but she's so wise. Yeah, <laughs> she's really good. She you knows can, her stuff. You can tell she she's really exper knows you know, experienced in speaking to people who are experiencing these things yes um so yes yeah, so i hope people have taken a lot from it that would be really it would be really nice to think that we're not the only ones that take anything away you know I, i'm hoping yeah. that people can really use it and no i think they will well let us know let us know exactly comment and share yeah. and you know yeah. let us know this is what we're doing you know we're absolutely chatting and we just want to help people yeah. as well as help ourselves and absolutely. our own families yeah it's not an entirely <laughs> selfish podcast <laughs> <laughs> Well...
so this is the bit where, and amazingly, because we set up our Instagram before we started podcasting, we've been lucky enough to get some really nice bits of comment and questions already. Yes. Um, so we're not going to lie and say we've had millions because that would be rubbish. But we've had some interaction and engagement. Um, and um, I'll kick off with with something the that somebody question. put. And yeah. it was um, it was on Instagram. And they're remaining anonymous, um, not at their request, just out of our respect at this stage because we're kind of new. And so we're just making sure we don't offend or upset anyone. But someone asked about anxiety in GCSEs, um, which I was like, I want that one. <laughs> yes, I was like, yeah, Amy, you can. Yeah. You, that's a good one for you to answer, isn't it? I mean, it, we've really? talked talk about, about it, it, haven't we? Yeah, we've I'm right in it. the thick of GCSEs. Yeah. Like my eldest Mimi is 15 in yes. her last year of school, yes. about to do GCSEs. Well, she's yes. in a GCSE year, basically. Which we've talked about, haven't we? We've, yes. We've talked about extensively away from microphones. So, um, and I have, um, I'm at, out the other side. So Minnie completed her GCSEs this summer and Ruby completed her A-levels. So we had the double whammy of um, two girls revising side by side from kind of March, April. Because, by the way, they're girls, and that's what girls do in my house. They're the ones that work, and the boys (laughs) tend to be a bit more (laughs) disinterested. Um, And what was really interesting is when people asked me really flippantly, you know, oh, are they anxious? Are they worried? I would be kind of like, eh, no they're kind of taking it in a stride but then when I stop and I think and I unpick it a little bit I do think they both had some a few nerves and maybe a bit of anxiety yeah but I think they both seemed to handle it quite well so I think we were quite lucky I think Minnie is very um we used to call her the bare minimum as in minimum we thought it was really funny (laughs) because she, she used to do so little work but just scrape by with decent grades and you know she'd do the yeah, bare minimum yeah. but she could have done loads better but actually she got her head down with GCSEs and I was really proud of her but I think that the way that she would deal with whenever things were getting too much and she was feeling anxious she would just go out and play football she'd be outside she'd need yeah, fresh so air she knew what to do to kind of release Completely. that feeling that yeah. pressure and just yeah yeah and sometimes they need telling sometimes I would say to her just stop you know I'd see her head down a bit and her body language is a bit and I thought she's getting overwhelmed I'd say get out go on get out it won't even go in anymore yeah um and then Ruby did have just two meltdowns and she won't mind me saying because um she she's a non I mean she's very proud of the fact that she's cried four times in her entire life um she never cried as a baby she's just not that you know she's a bit of a rock but she did have a couple of meltdowns. One when she lost a piece of English coursework, which was her final piece. Oh, gosh. Um, and then what was the second time? It's completely escaped me. But on both occasions, it was talking with Ruby. Talking, talking, talking. And then a trip to somewhere with a till to buy something. Yeah. <laughs> because she's a shopaholic. Yeah, yeah. So it, they were just completely different. I've just um, thought of one bit of advice, actually, which my sister, my sister's um, a GCSE and level teacher teaches drama and RE and um, she would say to both girls because Ruby was in the habit of doing really long 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 sessions of revision so she'd sit for hours and hours and Lucy said it's I mean whether or not I can back this up with any data whatsoever but as a teacher what she was saying to her students were 20 minutes max 
20 minutes, take a break. It stops going in. Your brain stops processing it. You'll stop remembering it. 20 minutes, take a break. Back again. So do things in chunks. So yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe she can try that. Exactly. So yeah. So Not I think um, thank you for that question. That was um, that was really yes, good. Yes, thank you. So I've got another um, question as well that we had through our Instagram page. So they asked, what can we do to ease anxiety? So good question. Very, very good question. And obviously there's loads of things out there and obviously we'll put it on the notes and things like different websites and different resources. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, I think exercise is a big thing. Mm-hmm. For me, well, it is for you. Like you mm-hmm. said, with, with Minnie, she's doing football. Yeah. You're saying have yeah. a break, go and do football. Fresh air. Um, I mean, even if it's not exercise, well, I mean, if you go for a walk, it's exercise, isn't it? Yeah, As in, yeah. It doesn't need to be just, intense, does it? Yeah, just get out of the yeah. revision corner that you're yeah. in you know yeah reassurance is huge I think reassurance which Liv actually mentioned as yeah well. she talked about that because she said her own parents were really good at that like yes. reassuring her that and I say I do say it to my kids <laughs> whether I mean it I've not yet been challenged on this but I do say I can sort anything <laughs> <laughs> you can I mean, sort anything only time will tell but so far oh. so good but I think it's important that they think they can bring anything yeah. to you yeah and at the very least you'll listen and talk it through um but I I say repeatedly and I think that's what she was saying wasn't yeah, it yeah reassurance and just know that that you know like you say you're going to be there you're for available them, no matter what even if they've yeah. done wrong right you know yeah yeah pass the exam fail yeah. the exam like you're there, yeah. you're there, and it's that having that reassurance, which I think it's massive yes. for, for teens. It's yeah, absolutely huge. huge. Yeah, yeah, because I think they're judged and they're tested and they're, you know, like they're f- put into boxes for everything, aren't they? School yeah. and like all through life, and they're told that they, you know. So I think it's that zero judgment thing. You know, yeah, more, I might be a bit cross and I might be a bit disappointed, but ultimately, yeah. I'm here and I'll sort it and I'll I'll listen. Now's probably a good time to mention I live on a flight path for Lee's Bradford Airport. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you, you can, can hear, hear a rumble of a plane, the plane yes. someone yes. is escaping the it's, weather. It's also <laughs> funny that you said just listen and, and what I find hard. Yeah, listen, listen and be there for him and listen to the talking. But it's hard to just try and listen and not judge as well, yeah. which I constantly have to tell myself. Yeah. You know, if they say, oh, so-and-so said this to me today and it's made me feel like this, and I'm like, well, they're just being a dickhead. Don't, don't <laughs> speak to them anymore. You know, like, I have to... Push them over. Yeah, Mimi's like, mom, you can't say that because yeah. then the next week the friends, aren't they? So, yeah. but you have to try and listen I, yeah. and not judge. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm all right with, like, sometimes just owning it with them and, like... Ruby, I know, really likes it. And Zeb, actually, if I'm cross with them sometimes. You know, yeah. like there is injustice, you know, when the kids. And like, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I will say, well, he he's being horrible. Like, he's not a nice boy. Yeah, yeah. You know, or or I don't, like, I don't like that she did that to you. And that's bang out of order. And she's just, you know, yeah. a bit of a cow yeah. bag. Um, and you don't need people like that in your life. Um, I don't yeah. know. I might get into big trouble. <laughs> uh, clearly not naming any names. And obviously they've got lovely friends. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Roots and wings. So, okay, so let's move on to a few recommendations, things that we found that might help um, fellow teen raisers and teenagers. Um, we've both come across a couple of things, haven't mm-hmm. we, that we didn't know much about. Uh, we'd but heard we've about definitely th- found out now, and yeah. I, will, I will use them as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. So um, the, f- 
The first one is themix.org.uk. They're also on Instagram as, what was it, Danielle? It was, was it it just, was the, just mix? the mix? Just the mix, yeah. yeah. Um, this is great. I found this on the NHS website and there was a link through to it as resources for young people. So they they have, I mean, they have all sorts of things. They've got a couple of apps. They've got Your Voices, which is which looks like quite an interesting section. They've got um, lots of information and research. But the bit that I really liked, support groups. So throughout the week, there are these online chat groups. It's completely, it says here, a safe space online for anyone aged 13 to 25. And they have, they've got different titles. So some are support chats, which is a safe space to give and get support online from other young people going through similar experiences. So for example, that's on Sunday, eight o'clock in the evening till 9.30 at night. Perfect teenage hours. Yes. Um, then there's a general chat. They've got a young carer support group. The general chat's lovely because it says it's a light-hearted online chat. Uh, they can, so talk can talk about, about anything. Favorite TV shows. And yeah. Stuff. How lovely. Just so yeah. Really cool. Themix.org.uk. And the mix on Instagram. And the mix on Instagram would be my my recommend. And my recommend, um, which I've actually used before, is Couth, which on Instagram is Couth underscore UK. Yep. So quite Never similar to the mix. Okay. So it's, you can chat on there. You can go on and be completely anonymous. Yep. And you can just talk to other teens, other yep. children, you know, you can join forums you can talk oh i'm worried about my gcc this week i i'm worried about going to class or my friends falling out with me and you can talk about anything on there okay. you know and it can be really light-hearted it can be positive stuff or how you ever be feeling um i found it for mimi once because she wouldn't tell me what was wrong with her um one week and i could see she was just a bit bothered it turned out it was I think just friendships, you know, yeah. she, you know, but she didn't want to talk to me. She was like, no, I'm not going to talk to you because you're going to be like seeing all the positive and being all like happy, happy voice. She's, but I just, I think she just wanted to have a moan without yeah. me trying to solve it. Yeah. Remind me again where we can find that resource. It's Couth, K or C? Kicking Cur. Kicking Cur. <laughs> Double O-T-H. So it's Couth.com. Yep. Brilliant. Okay. So it's a website and they are on Instagram as well. Yeah. It's completely anonymous and it's free brilliant love it look at us fantastic but i think it's probably fair to say that and we'll, we'll probably say this a few times but you know we these are things we've just stumbled across as mums um we're not experts and so you know sense check them yourself they might not work for your child you know have a look at them first and make sure they're appropriate and that you're happy with it and happy with the content that they're going to read i guess um because we ain't experts no, we're not. But we're here to share the love and share really? the advice. <laughs> we're really experienced. <laughs> yes. Very old. I'm older than you. We are not old. Oh, God, what menopause thing have you got this week? That's what I'd well, like to know. <laughs> I have Amy has every week, every time I come <laughs> and meet up for a coffee or do this podcast, she's got some kind of new It's not menopause thing. because I'm not quite there yet. But you're preparing but yourself. It is... Um, you I think yes, Perry it has to do with aging in general. Potentially, have read all the books on perimenopause. And also, it's to do with my gut. I have loads of issues with my gut health. But yeah, I have subscribed to a new product this week. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not even kidding. Me. It's another 50 quid a month that <laughs> I could very much do with not spending. That wraps up an episode yes. of Roots another and Rings. One, another one, another one, best to Believe it. Um, thank you so much to live again. Thank you for the few people that have reached out on Instagram so soon before we even had a podcast live. Yeah. 
um it means and, everything and please keep like reaching out to us yeah. you know if there's something you're worried about or you want advice with or you want us to cover yeah, a topic. anything at all if there's a burning question a piece of advice something you've seen or do you know what if you've got a funny story we don't mind a bit few funny stories either if you've got a funny parenting fail um my goodness we'll be sharing quite yeah. a lot I'm oh that's sure. what i was going to say <gasps> there you go. i remember now um no i haven't remembered no i do remember <laughs> I I subscribe to something for that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do remember because we are suggesting websites we found, we could not find a really good book. So so if anyone has a book that they have come across that's been brilliant for their parenting skills of raising a teen or they've, you know, even if it's not a book for a parent, but it's a book for your child to give. Yeah, because there's loads please, of Please, please let books. us know. Share the love, share yeah, the opinion. That's such a good, well done yeah. for remembering yeah. that. You can tell you're two years younger. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's loads of baby books, toddler oh, books, tons. phonics books. Oh gosh, there's too many phonics books. It confuses <laughs> me. Kick and cur and all that. And yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Amy. And um, thank you, Liv. Yeah, until next time. Oh no, she started singing.